Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the sound you've waited months to hear. It's caused some of your greatest triumphs. NC State rides on the strength of the pack. And your biggest heartbreaks. And he missed it. NC State wins. What a game. It's the option at Georgia Tech. It's Howard's Rock. The smoke in Miami. And every Saturday, you tap that sign. The wait is over. College football is here. Welcome back, folks. You are immersed in the Wes and Walker Show. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming. 704-570-9610. Hit us up on the social medias. The Wes and Walker Show pushing close to 1,000. We're getting there. We're getting there, folks. So keep those follows coming. Hit that follow button. Also follow at WFNZ on Instagram and Twitter at West Bryant underscore 72 at Walker Mail and at HTB underscore Josh on Twitter and Instagram as well or X, whatever you prefer. But follow us there. We are back in team week into the thick of things with the NC State Wolfpack talking about that offense last year and before the season started I predicted that this was going to be a pedestrian offense when they lost Emeka Mezzi and Zonovan Knight and Big Icky that's playing down the road and a lot of those guys I thought that this offense was going to take a little bit of a hit and that they did they finished ninth in the ACC in points per game at around 24.3 thank god they had a pretty good defense to help them They were 11th in yards per game. They were 9th in total touchdowns, 13th in rushing touchdowns, 11th in pass efficiency, 12th in rushing yards per carry. I'm trying to get to some positives here, and they are coming. 11th in pass yards per completion. But they were 4th in pass attempts, 5th in passing touchdowns, 7th in first downs overall. And so the main thing for this offense is that they did put the ball up in the air a good amount, as you heard, they were fourth in pass attempts, but the rushing offense was not quite where it needed to be. You're talking about Jordan Houston at running back and the rest of that crew, not a star to emerge from that bunch, and that's one thing they'll need. But to come in and remedy the situation as Brennan Armstrong comes over from Virginia and his old offensive coordinator, Robert Anai, comes over as well. He is a three-time nominee for the Frank Broyles Award as the nation's top assistant. His offense has finished in the top 25 of 10 different NCAA offensive statistical categories, a total of 56 times in his 16-year tenure as an offensive coordinator, including 21 top 10 rankings. He's also got a nice list of quarterbacks that have played under him, whether you're talking about Bryce Perkins at UVA, Taysom Hill at BYU, currently on NFL rosters. Also, Kurt Banker, remember him? Max Hall and John Beck also played in the NFL. 
And then at Virginia, he led an offensive unit that ranked third in the FBS in total offense in 2021. That's what Brennan Armstrong is looking for because under an eye, he passed for 31 touchdowns, 4,449 yards, 4,700 yards of total offense. In his six seasons at UVA, the Cavaliers were bowl eligible in all but his first season in Charlottesville, highlighted by an ACC Coastal Division Championship and a trip to the Orange Bowl in 2019. So, yes, Brendan Armstrong wanted that old thing back, and he is <laughs> and he is in Raleigh with Coach Anai, and they hope to make some great music together to go with hopefully one of the ACC's better defenses. So it all revolves around the relationship between Anai and Brennan Armstrong. Dave Doran, after losing Devin Leary unexpectedly, when he told us unexpectedly losing Devin Leary to the transfer portal, he decides to go to Kentucky with the other guy, Mark Stoops, who was tied with Dave Doran for longest tenured coach at their current program. And so he went all in on the Anai Armstrong relationship. It all started when he decided to hire Robert Anai after his lone year with Syracuse, leaving Virginia and those quarterbacks that you mentioned, giving Brennan Armstrong by far his best season of his college football career, and then getting to the ACC championship game, by the way, competing against Clemson with the other QB you mentioned in Bryce Perkins, who also saw an NFL time. Bryce Perkins actually getting some snaps in preseason as well. Bryce Perkins being a good QB within the ACC. Can you replicate what he was able to do when he threw for close to 4,500 yards? When he ran for also um, what could be a record this year? at the NC State QB spot. Like the last time they had somebody run for over 500 yards, it was Jacoby Brissett. And we're flirting with a decade ago that Jacoby Brissett played at NC State. I do expect Robert and I to use the legs of Brennan Armstrong again. And I think having a dual threat quarterback with NC State, that's going to bring a completely different level to this offense. Something that we have not seen under Dave Doran in quite some time. I mean, Wes, you're talking about Pretty, I mean, except for MJ Morris, like some statues back there. Devin Leary, I saw that he ran for negative 73 yards last year. Mm-hmm. So not one that was going to beat you with his feet. The other guy you could go to before Leary, Ryan Finley, had like 150 yards rushing in the last season he played. Not necessarily going to beat you with his feet. Going to bring a completely different dynamic with Brendan Armstrong. Despite not having as much wide receiver talent as you've had in recent years, you do have your leading receiver coming back. But, man, it's it's going to be interesting between that offensive coordinator and quarterback. Can you get back to what Brennan did two years ago or anywhere close to it? You don't need to throw for 4,500 yards. You don't need to do that. But can you get 3,800? That'll do, especially with the rushing aspect here. I, I believe if, if you were to force me to go on one side or the other, I believe in Robert and I bringing out the best in Brennan Armstrong. There's a reason he advocated for Brennan West. He could have just gone somewhere else and nah, I don't want those problems. That was hard to do what I did in Virginia. Now he went back for him because he knew the kind of talent he had. Yeah, he definitely did. And so you, you like what you have there. Can Bradley Rosner step into that receiving core? Lord knows he's been in college long enough. So hopefully he can come in and provide them uh, with some relief at the receiver position. And then when you look at this team and, and the offensive line that Brandon Armstrong had to play behind last season gave up 34 sacks at Virginia and when you watch the games I'm surprised they didn't give up 65 the way it looked I mean that was one of the worst collegiate offensive lines I'd ever seen I did their first game against Illinois every time he dropped back there was someone 
in his face because Virginia had so many transfers and defections from that line. But NC State a little bit more uh, solid when you look at them giving up 26 sacks, an average of two per game. So Brendan Armstrong's going to like that. Also, you got good depth. They they may arguably have the best one-two quarterback in the conference. When you look at MJ Morris and what he was able to come in and do last year as a freshman, we know that it was a priority for him for them to keep him. We talked to Coach Doran about that at ACC kickoff, and they talked about how much work they had to put in to keep MJ Morris. So I think that they're good there. Trent Penix is an underrated tight end. Uh, when you look at what he can do, Porter Rooks is a Charlotte product. So hopefully he can emerge this year. And also Kevin Concepcion has been making some noise up there. And he's from Chambers High School, a.k.a. the old Vance High School. And he's been making a lot of noise, a big play player uh, that he's looked at as. And Keon Lassane, that's going to be their de facto number one guy to come into this season. So can he emerge offensively uh, also then you look at Jordan Houston what type of year can he come back and have for this offense he rushed for 544 yards last year but didn't score a single rushing touchdown on the season this team only had eight rushing touchdowns on the year so that's got to get better when you're talking about controlling the clock I mean as a team 3.3 yards per carry isn't going to cut it now their backs again had some healthy averages but this is a team that definitely needs to give their quarterback some support from the ground game. And Brennan Armstrong's going to add to that because this is a guy also that can run the football uh, when need to. Just in 2020, he had over 500 yards rushing uh, for the Virginia Cavaliers, and he's got 20 rushing scores for his career. Yeah, you mentioned the 550. That would be a record for NC State quarterbacks. So yes. If you look at it right now, Jacoby Brissett, is the quarterback that has run for the most yards in a single season at that spot. 2014 is when he did that. 517 from Johnny Evans in 1976 for you Wolfpack fans. A little blast <laughs> from the past for you. Probably wearing those 70s and 80s PE shirts that were getting in on the text line. But he could break this record. If you are if you are one that believes he's going to have to convert some of that 4,500 passing yard total into some rushing yards because maybe you're a little scared at what you saw last year, I don't know. But he certainly has the ability to set the rushing record at the QB spot. And Brennan Armstrong talked a little bit about why he works so well within that Robert and I system. One, he's played in it a few years. I mean, you talk about Bryce Perkins playing with the Nye. Man, Brennan Armstrong comes in as the starter in 2020, and then you get a couple of years in that system. So 268 passing attempts in 2020, 500. 500 in 2021, it goes down to 338 in a Tony Elliott system, and you have to learn something completely different. So now you don't have to learn something completely different. You know exactly what you're going to go back to based on your two most productive years at Virginia when he threw for 18 and 11 in 2020, touchdowns to interception ratio, 31 to 10 for Brennan. He said it's the freedom that he has that allows him to be so much better. It's from a quarterback perspective. I think Coach and I knows what he's getting out of me. I know what I'm getting out of him. There is a great connection between us two. And Wes, it's no coincidence that once and I left for Syracuse, Virginia's offense completely plummeted. Now, maybe some of that offensive line problem that Virginia was experiencing could have been offset from the athleticism that Brennan Armstrong had. Maybe and I could have had him on more rollouts, whatever, but it didn't work out. It didn't yeah, work out. Yeah, you're not overcoming year. that line no. that they had last year. No. <laughs> and, has, and NC State has three returning starters on the offensive line. You lose a Chandler Zavala, as he is now playing alongside Iki Kwanu here in Carolina, but three offensive line uh, uh, starters returning. 
NC State always has a pretty solid offensive line, yes. too. Dave yes. Dorn knows how to get the best of the guys up front. Yeah, no doubt about it. And so, also, too, the interesting thing will be he's not going to play with quite as talented of receivers as what he had because Virginia had some talented receivers. That two offensive ago, line two really ago, hurt them. Yeah. Well, even last year, you still had Keaton Thompson, who was a really good dual threat guy. Dontavion Wicks was yeah. coming into that season as one of the best players in the ACC. Lavelle Davis, the six seven wide out, he was a really good prospect as well. Billy Kemp, that offensive line really, really hurt them because they could have had an explosive offense once again. So this is going to be interesting to look at Brennan Armstrong to where he'll come and play behind a little bit better of an offensive line, but then he's going to maybe sacrifice a little bit on the skill guy, and we'll see. So it's going to be interesting with NC State because I know a lot of people are just saying, man, if they could just get an offense to go with that defense, man. But football is so crazy. I've been on so many teams to where when the offense is doing well, the defense falls back and vice versa, so hopefully they don't get the reverse because one thing about these offenses of today, and then you can rock, is that uh, the pace that they play at and as quick as they score, sometimes you can have a great defense and guys will still wear down because they're still going to be on the field for so many plays. All right, before we get out of here, let's get some audio from Dave Doran, who joined us at ACC kickoff. Dave Doran talked about bringing in Brennan Armstrong to play alongside his new offensive coordinator in Robert and I. Well, when I heard Coach and I, uh, I asked him to go to our bowl practices and evaluate our team and then talked to me about areas he thought we might need to get into the portal and, and find some older players for competition. And we lost Devin Leary and Ben Fenley in the portal. And so we were going to be returning two quarterbacks that were 19 and 18 years old. And so we wanted to find another guy that had some age, some experience, uh, whether he'd win the job or not. At that time, we didn't know. Uh, it just happened that Brennan was in the portal when we had that discussion, man. So it wasn't like a package deal. You know, we had to go recruit. We recruited a lot of guys for that spot. And Brennan visited uh, Oklahoma State. He visited Wisconsin, visited us. Ultimately, this was the right fit for both sides. And once we got into spring ball and started seeing his command of the offense and how he could help coach it and different things, it made it pretty obvious that it was great having an older guy. There are still some state fans out there that would rather have MJ Morris start. There's actually a decent amount of them. I know you liked MJ Morris enough to give mm -hmm. him the starting job this season if you were an NC State fan. But the way Dave Doran talks, even if these coaches don't want to say he is officially the starter because they feel like it doesn't bring up the best of competition, they want to act like it's earned out there on the practice field. And it still can be by Brennan. But when you hear him talk, Recruiting him away from a potential Wisconsin landing or an Oklahoma State landing, and then that Brennan has such a command of the offense that an eye is about to implement. Man, he's going to be the starter, and he's going to be the guy, unless he completely, you know, maybe he performs like he did, and it wasn't all Tony Elliott and the offensive line's fault. If that happens, then Morris will get his shot. But I can't imagine it goes that way. I don't see much, you know, many significant snaps for MJ Morris despite injury here. I want to play some wait and see with it. I do think Armstrong is capable of having some success, but I'm not going to 100 percent say he's going to come in and pick up right where he left off at UVA. It's going to be an interesting situation. NC State fans want him to be the starter because they want to be able to keep him. That's the era we are in right now. If a guy's not and playing and has got talent, right? the guy can leave. And so there's no question about that. I think they're still going to try to find some ways to throw MJ a little bit of a bone every now and again to keep him happy. But uh, next year, hopefully it should be his show.